Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, these tens for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Axe Murder Hollow. Sounds like the way I said that, it almost sounded like a uh, fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or like rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> like yeah. Axe Murder Hollow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you ax somebody or would you murder somebody or would you hollow somebody? <laughs> I, I don't want to know what the hollow part is. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going with like, w- would you present them with an axe? Would you murder them? <laughs> or would you hollow them out, like carve them out? <laughs> I guess What's it's like... Difference I, between that and murder, though. <laughs> you know, also, also, I guess it's just, it's kind of just like, well, it's like, like, um... Yeah, I guess it's like, would you present them? Here, here's an axe. Here's some murder. And now I'm carving you up. Okay, it's not a, a choice. Oh. This is a um, oh. this is the, the sequence of events that happen. <laughs> they all happen. Yeah, yeah, but it's presented as a as a fuck Mary a, fu- a fuck Mary, Mary kill kind of uh, like scenario. But like, to the, like the, 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 it basically it's a psyop for the for the victim. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> tangent aside. Yeah, tangent aside. Oh god, they're at the door now. Oh god. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing um, Axe Murder Hollow, which is by Shadow Swimmer seventy seven or Michael Landry uh, on creepypastastories.com, as they are credited. And before we dive any further into our show, let's do our initial recommendations. I'm going to partially recommend the story. Uh, I'm also going to personally recommend this story. I'll recommend it. Okay. Then let us find out why and see how things change. Uh, starting with the rundown. Starring The Rock. <clears throat> uh, so this is a legend from Erie, Pennsylvania, about a man who had everything until he didn't. There was a prosperous farmer living near Erie back in the old days. Uh, whose farm was bountiful. His wine and cherries were the talk of the town. But over the years of farming, his life was very lonely. Uh, So he decided to go into town and caught sight of a lovely girl. And with gifts in hand, as was the custom of those olden days, asked for her hand in marriage through her father. (laughs) Um, The farmer and the girl married, and life was better than ever for the farmer, who eventually needed help on the farm because of the continued bounty and asked the neighboring family who just happened to be rumored as gypsies uh, to hire their son as a farmhand. They agreed and production went on even better than before on the farm. Things continued to look up for the farmer as he soon had sons with his wife. What could possibly go wrong? Well, turns out his wife was miserable. As this was an arranged marriage, she really had no say in, and as her husband, while very generous and kind, was incredibly ugly. So she soon dis- she soon fell in love with the farmhand, who was much younger and, I guess, more handsome. And in fact, the farmer's sons 
weren't actually the farmer's sons. They were, in fact, of the seed of the farmhand. So this secret affair went on for some time uh, until one night when the farmer came home early, he discovered that the pair were talking about eloping with the kids and all the farmer's money, which he kept hidden in the house or beneath the house. Furious, the farmer crept out to the barn and got his axe and murdered everyone in the farm, kids included. Yep. Uh, chopped all their heads off, strung up the, the farmhand, um, like through, through, like chased his wife down to the road, chopped her head off, threw it across the road, and then walked back to his farm. Uh, and not having anything left in life, um, decided to just kind of set his farm ablaze and his farmhouse ablaze uh, and sit in it, waiting to die. Now, the parents of the farmhand saw the smoke across the hill and knowing about the affair themselves and seeing the carnage when they arrived, placed a curse on the farmer that he may never know peace or rest. And thus, nowadays, in the modern time, if you find yourself near Erie and ask for directions to the old axe murder hollow, you may see specters of the farmer's victims. And if you don't, it may be because the farmer is right behind you, creeping up, ready to make you his next victim. Finn. So, uh, I guess with that, we shall move on to everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. Um, I've only got two, so I'm just going to go into this. <clears throat> mm -hmm. He took it to the grindstone where he honed the blade until it was so keen that a man could use it to shave the hair of his head or the, sh the hair of his face. I, it's not wrong, but, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I do feel <laughs> like it could have been, um, uh, he could use it to shave the hair off his face rather than shave the hair of his face. Or he could use it to shave his facial hair. That would also work, yes. Well, it's also kind of red in a more, like, like fantastical sort of, um, like, wording of everything. It's not all, like, modern wording. Yeah. You know, so it kind of, it works. <laughs> It does kind of work, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that might just be our like, like because the, the way it's it, it, like, it's supposed to be told like this, because it's like you said, it's of a period. Yeah, it might sound weird if, well, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, it's, it's being <laughs> written. It, it is being written by the modern day, like, but like the person might, the author might be trying to like affect a, a, um, uh, not an accent, but like a sort of like a, t a style of writing. <laughs> to the telling of the tale yeah it sounds like campfire story yeah no 100 necessarily just say that like you you always try to put as much drama into that as you can right yeah exactly mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so I, I again take it or leave it like off of facial hair <laughs> um but i'll move on to the my last one um or my my other and only one um then he returned to the house, climbed the 13 steps leading to entrance, and, raising his foot, kicked the little door off its hinges. <clears throat> I think he wanted to um, climb the 13 steps leading to the entrance. 
I mean, he uh, was in rage mode at that point. So that yeah, no, but this is this this story is being told to us man. by no. <laughs> I'm fighting you on this. <laughs> it's fine. I'm joking anyway. I, I know. <laughs> I know you're. Um, but yeah, no, this is being told to us like as though it's like like you said like a fi- uh, like campfire story kind of thing. So like yeah, no. It, I you know like maybe the person just like flubbed his words. I mean, we're all guilty of that. Like in our own. Never conversation fuck you <laughs> there is not hours of people on the internet indeed um, there's certainly not um thousands of hours more that i haven't that i've edited out yeah <laughs> or that i haven't edited out i apologize uh see <laughs> i keep this in here for an example <laughs> but uh i digress um that's that's all i've got for grammar inquisition so mikey these stands for evil all right I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It never took more than a few swings because the farmer was very strong and his axe very sharp. It didn't take more than a few swings because the farmer was very strong and his axe very sharp. And thus the farmer's story ended. Or it should have. And whether they were real gypsies or not, they did possess some kind of dark magic. And so it has been ever since, and the legend has grown. But it looks a bit different now, of course, for all this happened many years ago. But the 13 steps are still there, as are the foundations of the little wooden house that burned down and the barn that is long gone too. And if the night is moonless, as you walk down the road, you may notice something odd, that crickets only seem to chirp on the side of the forest away from the hollow. And if you don't, well... Finn. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> well, what? <laughs> also, I thought you were having a stroke earlier. It was just like when you repeated the same word, but then like, all oh, right, yeah, I did the repeat yeah. that word. <laughs> Which in the story different. itself, in the story itself, that is a really like because it makes sense that it doubles up on that because it's like trying to like hone in exactly like he like oh yeah he uses like he sh- he hones his like he he's really strong and he's, his axe is really sharp. Like good, like it's like that meme where it's like, uh, it's like uh, Mr. Incredible, like nice and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, sure. and then the next one is like the meme where it's like all black and white and distorted of Mr. Incredible's face, and it's just like, and it's the exact same wording, it's just a different context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I thought, honestly, like I thought it was gonna be like really short because there's like you did the two, and then it was like, and then that's where the uh, the farmer's story ended. Yeah, sure it's like what? <laughs> what even happened? No, something involving a gypsy curse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it doesn't even. It didn't say that the farmer wasn't the gypsy himself. Yeah, it's true. There's no context. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing happens when uh, Mikey strings these sentences together, grabbing um, sentences in the story that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like "its ends or butts," because there's always better words to use. Indeed. <clears throat> 
And I suppose we'll then we'll move on to the grammar in yellow with the no, gamer in yellow. No? We'll move on to notes because I don't have any. <laughs> okay. I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts. Mm. Um, so I'm going to start with this thing here. There was once a farmer who lived outside the city of Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, hey, I even know where that place is. I didn't have to Google Maps it. Nice. Like, I know where, where, where Erie, uh, Pennsylvania is. Uh, though, also, for a second, I was like, wait, don't you mean Erie, Indiana? I was about to say that, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Sure <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's also because, like, it's it's also not the right spelling of Erie because, um, like, for Erie, Indiana. But it's because the city of Erie is on the shores of Lake Erie. Yeah. <laughs> one of the Great Lakes. So, yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I'll move on to the next thing here. <laughs> that's all. That's it for that part. And actually, I think my next thing is semi-connected. Um, <clears throat> he was a good farmer who always had a strong crop, despite the terrible winters that blow off the lake in that part of the world, freezing everything right down to the bone. He grew lots of things, but mostly grapes and cherries, as is common in those parts. This I did want to Google just to like kind of make sure, like I like to see like. Um, just like not really like this is like superfluous and like I'm just being critically silly, but I wanted to see like, um, about like do they actually have lots of orchards and 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 vineyards uh, on the other side of Lake Erie? Because I know in that neck of Ontario, like on the other side of Lake Erie, Ontario, there are ton- like that whole area is known for its vineyards and orchards, and it seems like that's the case just basically all around Lake Erie or like on either side of Lake Erie. Like state side or or or, uh, or Canada side, but I digress. I was just be I wanted like I wonder, it was just like a, a a mild like curiosity to me about that. Um, my next thing here. He listened to the pair for what was likely only a few minutes, but must have seemed like forever to the farmer. They discussed how oblivious. Fa- oh. They, they discussed how the oblivious farmer never suspected their duplicity, how the children he thought his sons were not his own. They talked of how they planned to one day take the boys and the now large bag of money the farmer had hidden beneath the little house and disappear, starting a new life together. All this time, the farmer listened quietly, an anger that started as a tiny seed in his heart, rapidly growing into a burning inferno. Gone was the honest and exceedingly kind man, replaced by a creature of pure, bloodthirsty rage. You know, on the one hand, the farmer did effectively buy his wife from her father, which mm-hmm. not I'm not I'm not saying it's right, but it was a custom back in the old days like back a hundred years um and so like it's still morally iffy by today's standards but like that's also by like judging it by today's standards not like the time that said i'm kind of on the farmer's side here a little bit more because like they're just like straight up like they think they're in secret but they're just straight up gloating about their betrayal (laughs) Okay, in his house you're only kind of on the farmer's side on this. well because like again like 100% i like percent on the farmer's side like <sighs> it, he didn't it's... literally buy her he asked the father for her hand in marriage and because 
the farmer's a freaking celebrity around there. The farm, the dude's like, oh yeah, marry him, yeah. Like it's or no, no, it wasn't. The, it wasn't. Oh yeah, marry her. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, marry him or I'm kicking you out. That's literally what it, like it says. Yeah, so <laughs> like, it's the father who's the dick in this, not the fucking yeah. farmer. I, I guess, but it's still like, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely. I I will say I'm the majority of me is on the side of the farmer here because like karma's a bitch <laughs> or uh maybe hubris is is another uh is another thing here <laughs> i don't know it, it's just like wow like yeah this they were really asking for it especially when they're having like deep meaningful like these conversations in his own in in the guy's bed <laughs> while he's not there <laughs> mm-hmm. when he's supposed to not be there <laughs> and stuff so it's like uh and then we get this part. It's like, he first moved to the bedroom where the boys who were not his sons roused groggily from their sleep. There, with a blood-curdling scream and a chop, 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 he ended their little lives. Okay, like, this is also part of, like, why I'm partially siding with the, the farmer. Yeah, farmer's pissed off, I get it. Like, blood rage. <laughs> but those kids didn't deserve to die. <laughs> they, they did nothing wrong, except for exist. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, again, with, like, modern... Like, no, not even with modern, just like with the, the, the situation of the scenario, like you get it, but yeah. yeah, like, yes, of course, he should have just kicked them out and moved on, but that wouldn't be a creepy boss. <laughs> no, that's true. So and, I'm yeah, not going to say that that's a downside to the story because no, he did that. I, yeah. And again, yeah, like you said, like the, the this wouldn't be a creepy boss. It wouldn't be a tragedy. Like if they if it all went like on it's like on and on and on and then like they the wife and the the farmhand ended up like getting out of there and stuff of like that unless the story like they end up like getting out of there stealing the, the money and like taking the kids and like disappearing somewhere and then the story continues as the farmer has hunted them down <laughs> and it becomes You're like fine a... with him hunting them down but not fine with them with him dealing with them right then and there well no it's like if he, if he like didn't know anything about this stuff and then like years later like she vanished and he and the farmhand vanished and the boys vanished and then hunting like again i'm again i'm just poking at it like for like a creepy like you said like like for a creepy pasta point of view like yeah it might be also really cool if like they did vanish or they did move out and got away they thought they got away and then we have this like whole extra bar- part where it's like the the farmer has like hunted them down for their transgressions it's basically the same scenario as this it's just this is um kind of uh cutting the the time frame <laughs> down <laughs> chop 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 <laughs> but uh yeah I'll, I'll move on to the next thing here <laughs> um <clears throat> if you find yourself in Erie Pennsylvania should you be brave enough ask a local to direct you to Axe Murder Hollow well, this is definitely shaping up to be a creepypasta playing itself off as some kind of old school legend. Oh, I googled Axe Murder Hollow and didn't add creepypasta on it. It's an actual old legend. That's kind of neat. Gonna ask, I was going to ask that if it was real or not. Yep. Um, so I did a little bit more digging uh, and it, I discovered that, yes, Shadow Swimmer 77 was inspired to do this retelling of the legend because it was from a place they once lived. Uh, or lived near and they really liked the, the, yeah yeah um and they really liked the the legend and they decided to like kind of flourish it up with their own like uh their own retelling of it which is really cool um and yeah you can check out uh, if you want to look more about the actual 
um, legend of the of Axe Murder Hollow. Um, there are countless articles on the legend if you simply just Google Axe Murder Hollow Erie, PA, or like Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I I kind of uh, I can definitely get behind this, like wanting to share a spooky story online from a based off of, of a local legend from your from an area you live in. Like, there's a ton of stories like I've like I've heard about here that I draw insp- like where I live that I've drawn inspiration for like horror scenarios or like even for like little like horror stories or spooky stories. So, or throwing them into tabletop games and stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like for like horror scenarios and such. Yeah. Um. Digging even deeper into the region itself, um, a sadder thing about this, you know, aside from the unfortunate demonization of the Romani people in the actual legend, so often done back in the day and even sometimes nowadays, like, and, and that's something I kind of like that the story, that the Creepypasta actually does kind of address in a way, like saying that the legend says they were gypsies, but because it was from an older ignorant time, that may not have been the case. Um, and just by the way, like gypsy is not a, an okay word to say. <laughs> um, it, it is it is a derogatory tor- term. Um, it is a derogatory uh, word toward the Roma, the Roma or the Romani people. Um, okay. So, and, and unfortunately, they I the I was confusing it with nomad. Yeah, like no, that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's a dero- it's really just a derogatory term to the Roma. Um, and unfortunately they also have been used a lot in horror genre distastefully, like again, like gypsy curse and like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it, like you see it in Dracula, you see it in like a lot of the hammer horror stuff, like, or like the werewolf, uh, like the Wolfman. Um, like there's a lot of that kind of stuff in there and it's like unfortunate. Um, but like it was really just because like back in the day they wanted, they, they had an idea for the other, but I, I digress. I like the story does um does a good job of at least like addressing that part of the legend and saying that they might have been because like that's what people back then called them, but yeah. they may not have been. Um but back to my original point here. <laughs> um so yeah, digging a little bit deeper and I found some uh, about the area and I it I found something sad about it. Um and that is that uh the woods around the ruins of the hollow have been cleared mostly to make room for expanding housing developments uh, according to some of the articles i was gleaning through um, the other night but i mean that's just how modernization works and how like the the endless sprawls of suburbs happens so yeah so i think probably not there anymore uh or it does st- it's still out there in the woods but like basically there's a it's basically surrounded by suburbs now yeah um okay. yeah and i mean i can't say much about that you gamer and i both live in a, in one of those in a similar subdivision that's like out in the middle of the woods so mm-hmm. um but uh i will say the idea of suburbia pushing into a haunted space could give way to a really good or a really cool horror scenario in the vein of like kids on bike style horror where like Local kids accidentally unleash an old legend in their new neighborhood. <laughs> um, I could easily see using the the story itself as a handout, um, or even as like a seed for a slasher game or a horror scenario, regardless of if the players are kids or adults, investigating a series of murders along this forested road and area. 
So, um, yeah, this the story is like a classic kind of like classic fodder for like a slasher flick kind of scenario. Um, and then speaking of that, actually, in my next notes here, um, if you manage to last this long, you may even spy her lifeless head as it as it is tossed across the road. And if you don't, well, perhaps the farmer and his bloody axe are simply creeping up behind you on silent feet, <clears throat> on silent feet, looking to add another head to his collection. So when I was reading this story and I got to this part, as I was finishing up, I did have this like nervous urge to look behind me. <laughs> <laughs> like and I was like, I was in a, I was safely in a house, like all the doors were locked and like, but like the, the room behind me was dark. So I was like, <laughs> dude, ghosts don't care if the uh, if you're in a house behind locked doors, they'll get you regardless. Yeah. That's true. So kudos on this story for for giving me that um, feeling, because that's what you want out of this kind of story, because, yeah, this is just straight up a, a spooky campfire story you'd hear at a bonfire. And I'm for it. <laughs> like, I love it. Um, that said, it would be cool if this was like an opener for a longer form creepypasta involving, you know, some hooligans going out and getting slashed by the mad undead farmer. Um, similar to the game fodder ideas I was mentioning earlier, like just saying like, it, it's a pretty short creepypasta. It could be, I, I like it as it is, but it could, I, I could have more. <laughs> You're always a Disney princess. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am this week's Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, that, that's, uh, my actual thoughts for Axe Murder Hollow. Mikey, the E stands for evil. What have you got? All right. So. I liked that this is a campfire story. But at the same time, I didn't like that this is a campfire story. Um, because campfire stories usually end like this one does like uh basically um giving you some sort of thing like oh it's right behind you type thing um and in this one it it gives uh very specific that you has to be a moonless night and if it is dark enough and the hour is just right, then you might see the um the ghost of the wife yeah. or their head. And then for me, uh the ending where it says about adding to his collection, to me that doesn't work because he killed his family in rage, but he has no reason to go after you. Yeah. Cause you're not his family. Unless it's part of the curse that was put on him. But I'm his, his curse. Yeah. yeah. His curse is that he can never fully go to rest. Like he can never, uh, basically reach the afterlife. Yeah. Like he's just stuck uh, in limbo, so basically. this is actually, this actually just like, you just bring that up kind of prompted an idea for me for this. So if, if we were to extend this story, um, 
have there be like murders and stuff of that happening around this axe murder hollow, like in the modern day and people are investigating Mm. it. And then they find out that the ghost, like the farmer itself is not the murderer. It's just some deranged, like, and I do in quotes, copycat ish killer or like a killer, a fan who who's like deranged and uh, of like this legend and has decided to kind of like make it more like basically demonize the farmer. (laughs) And his legend a bit more by like going out there and hacking people up, like kind of have a bit. I guess it'd be a, a bit of a Scooby Doo ish kind of thing, but yeah, but like a lot more violence because <laughs> it's actually it's a little bit between Scream and Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. Screamy Doo, <laughs> or Screamy D, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, the way like, that I viewed the um the curse thing, it again, it doesn't say, so there's no way to know. But the only way that kind of makes sense to me in regards to why he would continue murdering is the curse keeps him alive as like a revenant or whatever. Yeah. And every single person he sees, every man he sees looks like the gypsy. Every woman he sees looks like his wife. And every kid that he sees looks like his kids. So he is continually, in his mind, continually murdering. That is. Yeah, that would be really cool, actually. And he's like stuck mm-hmm. in that rage forever because everyone he sees is them. He's trapped in a rage loop mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. uh, blood, co- like instead of like rose colored glasses, it's blood colored glasses. Pretty much. <laughs> or rage colored. No, it's the rage colored glasses. Yeah, because he's a, a, a barbarian ghost. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's basically <laughs> just a drogger. <laughs> no, except he's really silent. So it'd be like, I'm sure that comes across great on our audio podcast, yeah. whatever you were doing. <laughs> I, I literally was just pantomime doing wah, like the like the barbarian, like wah, but like no sound. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Is Waluigi a barbarian, by the way? No, I was all the time. <laughs> I was just referencing like the orcs, like the, the orcs from War, from Warhammer who always go into like do wah. But <laughs> Anyway, we're the, those those tangent places yeah. are, are about to turn around and come back at us. So, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. because uh, talking about wah remind me of bois, the kid falling over, and oh, all you hear is bois. <laughs> oh, go bois! Okay, <laughs> the best internet video. Yes, <laughs> guys, they're at my door. Like I can see them through the window. Like they're coming at my door. Like I don't even care at this point. I'm just gonna set this room on fire and let them take me. Wow. <laughs> just like the story. See, I brought it back. Woo! <laughs> They're like, damn it! <laughs> Turning back around. Alright. So that that that's my main actual thought for this story. Okay. Uh then I guess gamer, you're up. So this was kind of brushed on a little bit in regards to the farmer listening in on his wife and the gypsy talking in his bed about stuff. Yeah. And says like he listened to the pair for what was likely only a few minutes, but must have seemed like forever to the farmer. They discussed how the oblivious farmer never suspected their duplicity, how the children he thought uh, his sons were not his own. They talked about how they planned one day to take the boys and the now large bag of money the farmer had hidden beneath the little house and disappear, starting a new life together. So to me, it's a little too perfect, the timing, for him <laughs> to show up and hear 
them list all of their bad deeds like back to back in just a couple of minutes. It feels like a lore dump for no other reason other than to let the farmer know everything right away. Yeah, just like, oh, they're in their bed. Oh dear. Wouldn't it be awesome when we exposition dump, exposition dump, exposition dump? Yes, honey. I that that fool of a farmer husband of yours will exposition dump exposition. <laughs> There's like I I truly love our exposition dumps every uh, every chance we get. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they talk about the same thing all every single day. That's the yeah. only way that this would make sense. Yeah, it's it's their uh, po- po- uh pre or post coital uh, conversations. <laughs> yeah, every time. So that ex- <laughs> oh god, they exposition dump it before they pump it. You can edit that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can. I might not. No, probably won't. You probably won't. That's fine. Um, but either way, a more realistic way to do this would be to have like the farmer see them and then like either hide for hours listening or yeah. having to catch them for a few days in a row to like fully find out what's going on and have like the rage build in him more and more until he makes a decision. Yeah, that you could do that. Because I know this is meant to be a short campfire story, but even like me describing him like spending a few days listening to them and stuff like that, like that can be glossed over pretty quickly. You know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to um, add an entire day's worth of actual goings on into the story. You can gloss over it and still keep it as a short, concise thing while making it kind of make sense a little bit more. Yeah. Also, now that you've brought that up in my, my, my theater of the mind, I'm seeing this as like an actual like a flashback from like a, in a, in a slasher film like sh- like giving us the origin of the slasher, <clears throat> and I'm just like seeing like yeah like the the guy gleans a little like the farmer gleans a little bit about like what's going on between his wife and the farmhand, and then like as he's working the next day he's like looking he like gives them a couple of like cursory glances as they get like as they walk by each other and you can see that and like he's he's like looking at them like kind of disgustedly from his glance as you look over and they're just like giggling at each other or like, like smiling, like flirtatiously at each other as they walk by. And like that, like that kind of um, like, it's just pissing off the, uh, the farmer even more. And like that rage is bubbling up even more in him. Yeah. He's like seeing the signs more and more like that. He overlooks before just because he was happy and in love. Yeah. Meanwhile, now that he knows everything's like blatantly obvious. Yeah. And then that scene is interrupted when one of the kids, like, at like walks up to dad or like the farmer and just like hey daddy daddy and he just like kind of like shrugs it off and uh, like shrugs off the child and walks away yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. see I, I i could i could see that being like a, an improvement to the the telling of the tale yeah there's ways to add in a lot more realism into this without taking too much time basically yeah but i should move on <laughs> i like the chop 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 bits um yeah. I like the flow of those sections and how it's it's almost like nursery rhymey kind of sounding. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like a chorus of a song repeating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like in between the first and second tellings, it's like very dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like first well, you're talking about sharpening the axe, get rid of dead plants, and later sharpening the axe, get rid of kids that aren't alone and everything. Yeah, that, that's I liked I liked that a lot. Like the that rep that was how to do good repetition in a store in a creepypasta. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to see that repetition when done right can be really really effective. Yeah, it's like it's, the other instance of this was the there are no wolves in the Stillwood. 
Yeah, it's all That's about really context. Funny. It's all about the subtext. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is like one of the few situations where, as you said, like the subtext. I I like that there's subtext to the to it because most of the time it's like I have to assume what's going on because it's not saying, but you know what's going on here in his head, even though it's not directly saying it because of the the context is given before. Yeah. And my next note is just, I feel so bad for the farmer. Like he's such a good guy. He's just like, and he, yeah, he rightfully just snaps. Not that it's okay that he did it, but I get it. You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's, he's like one of those villains where it's like, yeah, you're you're doing bad, but I get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, you get it. <laughs> like it's a shitty deal he's been uh, dealt here. Like at the same again, like he he seemed like like his heart was in the right place for like most like everything he did, and and then even if like some some things are like morally dubious by today's standards, like it's still not like the worst. And like you get it, but yeah, like, then he like actually he get... loved her for many years. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's been lying to him for many years. Like, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, yeah. That that the 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 exposition dump um on on his bed and like him like hearing that and just like you can you can see it's like you feel bad for him. Is at the same time you're just like, I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I read. And for once, it's not the farmhand. <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. Apparently, I'm really lewd today. Yeah, a little um, today. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, my last note is just in regards to the ending. Um, actually, I talked about this. Basically, how the ending it's told like a campfire story, but like, mm-hmm. would the farmer have any real reason to kill random people? But I brought mm-hmm. that up, theorizing that it's a curse that he sees everyone as the. I actually I think I like that like I like the Scooby-Doo idea of like it's somebody like out there like killing and like using the legend as a way of like basically just like their deranged like reasoning for for doing these kills but I've like hmm? I think we've read like Jeff the Killer stories no that's right I I mean no it's like done I I know but it's still like it's something I I I I, I like that idea sometimes in like Mm -hmm. slasher flicks and such especially when they do sequels like it turns out it's not actually the original killer it's actually like somebody who's just like it's basically the the a lot of the stuff from scream tends to do that yeah. or like saw i think i think that's actually like some of the the premise for the original for like the saw sequels and such but mm-hmm. regardless i like your idea better because or like the the supernatural angle better because it's like it's part of the it actually gives more flesh to the curse yeah i just wish it said it <laughs> yeah because it's obviously my headcanon so the odds is that we it's, were both on the same page, even though it wasn't uh, said, are slim to nil. Yeah, but it's but something that would definitely have to be explored outside of the story that's presented here. Like, you'd have to, like, have, like, an extension to the story where, like, it's in the modern day and, like, some kids find out about the, le- like, find out something extra about the legend that isn't, like, commonplace. I mean, it could be said in the story, in the legend, that instead of just saying that a curse was put on him so he'll never rest or whatever, Say a curse will be put on him, so like everyone he sees, every time he sees a living person, all he will see is his family. I, I guess, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just it's, that's part of my uh, like my my prin- my Disney princess angle here. Like it's like me wanting more. So like yeah. 
by adding an extra el- by adding the modern element to the tale. <laughs> but yeah. The other way to think about it too though is like why would the gypsies want him to view every single other living person as his family for the purpose of re-murdering them? Maybe it was a curse gone maybe like they they were going with a curse that would like make him see what he did, but then it just it, it backfired on them as well where it's just like it it just fueled him with more rage. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was supposed to torment him emotionally and like make him like because they thought he was like a weaker man, but then turned out he's actually just like a uh, he's he's a much stronger man, unfortunately, when it comes to his like his anger and his and his vengeance. Oh, so like he is stuck in this plane of existence as a ghost. Yeah. And they wanted to make it so everyone he sees is his family to torment him. Yeah. But they weren't aware that he could still interact with people in the material world <laughs> yeah that yeah that could that would work yeah because he he effectively has be, uh, that's what kind of well, how i talk it like he, will. he he was waiting to die in that fire and he may have died in that fire but because the, the curse was put on him he doesn't actually die he's just now a charred like jason Voorhees or like basically like um like a slasher villain like a like a like kind of a revenant slasher villain sort of character yeah, for sure um for uh, kind of cursed to stalk the war, stalk the land, or stalk his hollow, um, and whoever, whenever he sees somebody, he sees either his wife, the the backstabbing farmhand, or his um, his not children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he's basically caught. It, it's effectively a grudge curse. Like it's a it's a curse that like he's got unfinished. Bu- it's a curse that's forcing to put unfinished business on him. Um, like it's filling him with rage and like he has to finish what he started when he started that rage. And it's a curse that Mm. never lets him, um, never lets him, uh, conclude that or have like, um, have satisfying conclusion to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's basically the end of my notes. All right. So, uh, I suppose we'll move on to final thoughts. Man, this is going to be a short episode. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it tends to happen when we don't complain a lot about the story because yeah. it takes a lot of time to complain. <laughs> it's also, it is also a pretty short story. I think it clocks in at like four pages, maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, all I got to say about this story is like, honestly, my, my recommendation might change, honestly. Um, like, it's a cool little campfire story. Nothing really different done like based off of other like tropes and creep and and like slasher film campfire ghost story kind of things that like I see here, but I still felt like a comfy, creepy read like, or like it it felt like a comfy, creepy read to me. Like weirdly enough, slasher flicks are kind of like my comfort food, (laughs) um, like in terms of like consuming media. So like, and it, it like, especially around the summertime, um and like this is basically the origin of one like this is the origin of a slasher of a slasher villain um that we're kind of seeing here um and like all the like the fact that it is a like it's based off of a true or of a real legend um whether or not the legend itself is true i don't think i think it it stems from like some from a real guy but like there's a lot of things that the legend has 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 uh, has added on over the years and such um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah, again, you can check all that stuff out if you just Google Axe Murder Hollow and not adding creepypasta to it because um, you'll find that stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I think I might actually boost mine up to a full recommendation. I was going to go an, a, a partial recommendation just because like the story is just so short and like I wanted more. But like, I think I can recommend this fully 
while still wanting more. <laughs> yeah, like short isn't necessarily bad. Like look at the quintessential best story ever, like Hoopa's Phone. It oh, is a, a very short story, but it is the greatest story of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pr- it's S tier for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's I guess my recommendation is a full recommendation now. So, especially if you like slasher flicks and ghost or like murder, uh, murder, uh, murderous campfire stories. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mikey, these stands for evil. All right, so I stayed before. I like campfire stories, but I also dislike campfire stories. <laughs> yeah, because they usually end up at the end. You know, oh, it's right behind you, or um, if certain conditions are met, it's right behind you. Oh, like it. Yeah, the story uh, <laughs> it is kind of like a light ritual pasta at the end too. Like it's like you have to go there, you have to you have to go out to this part, this location outside of Erie, Pennsylvania, on a moonless night, and then like you have to wait at us till a certain time and you might see something. Or you might but, get yeah. killed. It doesn't give you specifics and but it <laughs> gives you enough that you could attempt to do this. Yeah. But because the the specifics of um being able to see him and um and all the other ghosts are so vague, it can be explained out and kept in immersive fashion that yeah. that's why you didn't see it because you didn't have all the uh all the little specifics of the right time of day and location and stuff or whatever all right. So yeah, it why makes I, it more believable because oh I just didn't see it because of those those things didn't happen. Yeah. It's why I said a light ritual pasta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a quasi ritual pasta. But I mean that's also like urban legends. So a lot a lot of urban legends like Bloody Mary is basically a, a quasi ritual pasta if you think about it. So Well, it's 100% a ritual pasta. It tells you exactly how to do it. Yeah, but there there's oh, it depends on the on the telling of it cuz like sometimes you have to like do it a certain hour they but like oh, okay. not all the stories tell that. Like some people are just like, "Oh, just go into a ba- into a bathroom, uh, turn off the lights off and then say Bloody Mary three times in front of the mirror." Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, yeah, it, it, again, it's like that kind of urban legendy kind of thing. So, hmm. but Mike, you don't, you didn't, you don't care for that trope, <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the, that, that ending, tro- that end cap trope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's a trope that I really dislike, but it's one of those things that's always in campfire stories. So, yeah. <laughs> um, because like for better or worse, it does make for a good climax because it's like it's that thing at the end where like especially if you have a buddy who's like in on your telling the story, they can like they can sneak they while well, everybody's like wrapped uh, wrapped attention uh, to your telling. Uh, your friend sneaks up behind like one of the people like that's most like screamy, <laughs> and then just like as soon as the story ends, they like boo and like ah and, like that's that's the big thing or, or it's like um uh it's like and that killer was me and. <laughs> Just like like rises up and like threatens us, threatens your audience, threaten your audience. <laughs> but yeah. that's the thing. Like the ending of this doesn't straight up say like it's behind you right now. It's like no. If you or, go and do that, the reason yeah. that you don't see it is either because the conditions aren't right or because you weren't looking in the right spot. No, but it's still like kind of like parallel to that, so, uh, to yeah. that type of trope. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that it does bother you. Yeah, fair. Yep. 
it's 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 like a changing lane. <laughs> yeah. So as I say, I like it, but I don't like it at the same time. Therefore, I'm still at a partial. Fair. That sounds fair. All right, uh, gamer. For me, um, I obviously still recommend it because I've been um, pushing to defending it, defend this the entire time. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when I first started reading this, I was, I kind of felt that you cultists, you might end up not liking it because the last time we, or at least the last time of note that we read a story where the main character is just a guy who like didn't really do anything wrong, quote unquote, and he just wanted to be left alone. I forget that story. And then like bad shit happened and you were shitting on the guy. I'm like, he just wanted to be left alone. He's allowed. Okay. To- that, that, that I know which one, exactly which one you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. We had, we had a feud on that episode. <laughs> I it thought was, we were going to get another feud because this guy, no, like, I just hate crotchety old people, old, old assholes. So. <laughs> He was an asshole. He, he was an asshole. <laughs> but anyway, we're we are not real. The scar I'm not, is ripped open. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ripping open that scar. But that was an Icar, uh, if you want, if whoever's listening to this, if you want to listen to that, that is an Icker Falls story. And see, uh, see me and uh, me and Gamer like just get really angry at each other <laughs> over over our opinion of the delivery guy, whether or not he was he was the evil shithead or like just a, just a regular like just a normal like happy guy. <laughs> yeah, um, that episode is episode 230 of El Dente Rigamortis, uh, three miles up a narrow dirt road. What um, episode are we on now, the number? 480, I think, is this week's episode. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it, it's been a while. It, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I should put a band-aid uh, back on that. Let yeah, that yeah. heal back up. Let's just, let's just, yeah, let's just put that band-aid back on. Yeah. Put a, put a happy sticker there. It's just, yeah. it's always festering and bleeding under there. Well, if memory serves, after we had we had a bit of a quarrel like that one and then the next one because like we were just angry like we we just like did not agree and then like the last one I think we actually like made up <laughs> maybe but did we because <laughs> I mean we it... seem to still be talking about it. yeah you're the one who brought it up I know I did but it's fine um right. we'll agree to disagree I think that's how yes. we that's we how we fix that. yeah that's that's how we fix things just yes, agree to sure. disagree. Regardless, back to yeah. the story. Yes. Um, I liked that it was short. Um, I did not need more because if it was too long, you couldn't actually tell this as a campfire story with the length that this is at. You could sit down and remember this story and tell people in real life this story. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, again, like I said uh, earlier, like I could just print off this, this story and hand it to you guys as a handout for a for a uh, like Call of Cthulhu game or a another like horror scenario horror session or like horror system game where you guys are investigating this legend. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like the the nursery rhymey bits about sharpening uh chopping and waiting and all that. Yeah. And how there's like a almost like a yin yang kind of thing to it from the first half and the second half of how it's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, good and evil, rather. Um, yep. I hate how everyone wronged him so much, but that just makes me feel more for the farmer. Um, no, he didn't necessarily have to kill all of his family because of it, but but you it get is. it. <laughs> I, I do wish there was a little bit more clarification on the curse, and I do wish that the um there was no lore dump <laughs> for 
for the farmer to get immediately I, mad at. But it is also <laughs> a um, it's a campfire story of it's like a tale that happened ages ago. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's entirely possible that he didn't hear everything immediately, and it was over a longer period, and he had to think about what he was going to do and if he was actually going to do it. But because it's so far removed, that all gets truncated down into he heard everything and then killed. Yeah, it's basically like we're, we're as is the the nature of a of a campfire story. It is an unreliable narrator in that it is a narrator that is telling their version of the story of the legend. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah. And all that being said, I still like the story. I still recommend mm-hmm. it, even though it was a couple of little things that sort of bugged me. They did not bug me enough to lower my recommendation. Yep. All right. Well. um that has been this week's episode or um so two recommendations um you actually you actually brought mine up um from a from a partial and uh one partial recommendation Mm. so we all seem to like it it's just one of us liked it and also didn't like it (laughs) yeah Mm. and again like again the story does have flaws it's not who was phone never will be god tier (laughs) it sits as the king of creep pasta but it ain't half bad, uh, and it's 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 a uh, it's a comfort it's a comfort story uh, for for slasher film aficionados and campfire story lovers. So, uh, but that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. We're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the East Stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end because the name is very long. Yeah. And now I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah! And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. And uh, select the back of you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, without the stories that you write or based off of something you were inspired by, posting it online and having people uh, read it, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we have nothing to talk about. I would not have really known anything much about the, the lead, the actual legend of the ax murder hollow. So that's kind of one of the things I like about the story and like why people, like why I think people should make creepypastas off of like, or inspired by like local legends and stuff is so that people, you can share those local legends with people that aren't in that area. Yeah. It adds a lot more credibility to the story, you know? Yeah. It's what I said early on in the show, uh, how creepypastas are basically just the campfire stories of the internet age. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of, and now we're just kind of looping back around to like that kind of sentiment here. So, yeah. And like with this instance, if you did tell this at an actual campfire story, at the end of it, you could say, Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) I didn't just make this up. It's real. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, no, it, like, they, they press a button on their phone. Everyone gets a notification for a link. Yeah. 
But so, yeah, thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East Ends Revil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs> <laughs>